Hi, and welcome to Finding Your Way Through Therapy. I'm your host, Steve Beeson. The goal of this podcast is to demystify therapy, what can happen in therapy, and the wide array of conversations you can have in therapy. I also talk to guests about therapy, their experience with therapy, and how psychology is present in many places in their lives. I also share personal stories. So please join me on this journey about therapy. Hi, and welcome to episode 71 of Finding Your Way Through Therapy. I am Steve Bissell. If you haven't listened to Jay Ball and Caitlin Dehe in episode 70, I encourage you to do so. It was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. And I think we came up with a few ideas and I'm going to have him back actually before the end of the season because we're going to talk about veterans, which I think is very important. But episode 71, it was actually a review of my chapter on the unique challenges of first responders, dispatchers, and correctional staff. It's interesting because I was rereading it and I realized how many mistakes that I wrote. But for the most part, I actually stand behind what I wrote and yeah, there's a little things here and there that maybe I would say differently. And I know the end of the chapter, I talk about defunding the police. I wrote it in June 2020. We were in the midst of uh, issues with the first responders that people were publicizing. And ultimately, I still think that defunding the police will never be the solution, but rather education and working in cooperation. And that would be the first thing I would say is that I think I stand behind the whole chapter, just about everything I wrote other than the typos that I've seen, and I'm going to try to fix those. We talked a little bit with Jay and Caitlin about competency, and I think that that's part of what my chapter talks about. I don't think that you need to look at our work as a therapist as different for first responders. What I mean by that is this. When someone comes in and they're business people or someone famous or what have you, you don't treat them any differently. Well, I don't. And that's how I think that the first thing I would say about first responders is that they don't want to be treated differently. They just want to be treated as any regular Joe that want the help. And I think that that's what will help lift some of the stigma. I think they don't want to be treated as a first responder or correctional staff or what have you. They just want to be humans who have issues. I think it's important to kind of find a balance also in regards to how you present your work. I think that putting too much emphasis on what you know about first responders may turn them off. So you got to find a delicate balance. And if you find the exact balance, I'm very interested. The way I balance it though, is this, I kind of talk about what I've done and what I've worked with in my own life. And then talk about a little bit of the first responders that I've worked with in outpatient. Because when I go back and I think about it, I worked in many settings. I think all I can think of is the sequential intercept model. I don't even know if that's used anymore, frankly, but the sequential intercept model, you know, you go from the community to corrections to post incarceration and everything in between. So I've worked in the correctional setting. I've worked in what I think would be a, the diversion or the co-response model as they call it today. I've worked in the courts, whether it is the recovery courts used to be called drug courts, and I've assisted there. I've also worked with individuals who are going through probation and before they get incarcerated, see if we can get them treatment if they don't get incarcerated because they're getting treatment. 
I also worked in a correctional setting. I've worked in a county jail around here, and I also visited most of the state institutions that we have in Massachusetts for treatment and preparing people for post-incarceration, whether it is re-entry or what we call it today, which is something else probably. I've been removed a little bit from that. But ultimately, I've also worked with post-incarceration at the parole level. I've worked with it in a community setting as well as probation when people are incarcerated, go on probation after their incarceration. So I've done the whole gamut of it, and I met a lot of great people there. And I think that a lot of the stuff that I find interesting is that the first responders, the correctional staff, the court staff, they would come to me with their own issues about different things, but they didn't want me to be on the record about it. And I think that that's part of what makes me someone who works with a lot of that community. And I don't tell people that it's the only way to do it because people don't need to have experience with that in order to work with first responders or correctional staff or what have you. It definitely helps though, right? So I definitely would say that that's something that is beneficial for them. So at the end of the day, it's meeting them at their cultural level and understanding a little bit of that, understanding a little bit of the trauma, the vicarious trauma, the compassion fatigue, and not judging it, but really going to the point where you can understand it significantly better. And I think that that's something that I would continue saying. I also think it's important to talk about cognitive distortions because I think that that's something that shows up a lot in conflicts or issues that they may have, whether it's their personal issues or with their work environment. So I think that that's another way to think about it and being able to validate them is key. Instead of asking for stories, as I've said with uh, Jay and Caitlin and other people, you want them to just come up with whatever they want to talk about. Because if you ask for war stories, you have lost them. And I'm not talking about veterans. I'm talking about people who are first responders because they don't want to necessarily talk about that. You're kind of putting them on the spot and then you don't become a therapist. You just become one of the other people who have asked them about a story in their work. So always be careful and mindful of that. Episode 72 will be with uh, returning guests, Kara Terrell, Bill Dwinnells, and Susan Rogendorf. But the good thing is, or the bad thing, depending on how the interview goes, they have never met all three of them together. I mean, Karen and Bill know each other, but Susan doesn't know them. And I thought it would be important to talk about the challenges of working. It goes a little bit with the first responder stuff that we just talked about, but how to work in a emergency room setting, as well as working with different populations. And that includes the first responders. So I hope you join me for episode 72 on that. Please like, subscribe, or follow this podcast on your favorite platform. A glowing review is always helpful. And as a reminder, this podcast is for information, educational, and entertainment purposes. If you are struggling with a mental health or substance abuse issue, please reach out to a professional counselor or therapist for consultation.